With the Bruins' top 10 matchup against the Ducks, they've afforded themselves a rare opportunity this weekend in program history. Let's talk about it on Locked On UCLA. Let's hit that music. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, it's your favorite host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. You're listening or watching to Locked On UCLA. Thanks for making your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for the support. It's Locked On UCLA. Just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, where you, they've got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So for UCLA, it's a top 10 matchup, college game day. Everybody is enjoying the hype. I see you guys in the comments, Twitter, whatever it may be, different ideas, opinions, variety of thoughts about UCLA and Oregon coming up this weekend, number nine versus number 10, or maybe in the coaches poll, vice versa. But for our purposes, we'll say UCLA number nine at number 10, Oregon. However way you slice it, this is the top 10 matchup. For the Bruins... In recent history, now spanning almost over two decades now, the football team, while they've had brief climbs into the top 10, had significant matchups. And while it's been a little slow tease, right? You get Washington at home, Utah, as I was saying, one of the biggest games in recent program history. Well, now this UCLA matchup against Oregon, the way it's stacked up, the way college football Went a little wacky last week with big upsets, some top teams losing, allowing both the Ducks and the Bruins to jump in the top 10. Not only was that Utah game maybe one of the biggest games for the program in eight years, for UCLA, when you deep dive, look in the game notes, you go through everything, for UCLA, this is their first top 10 matchup, both teams in the top 10, since 2001. First time since 2001. And it's hard to think about, right? There's been so many times where there's been ranked matchups, UCLA on the outside of the top 10, especially against Oregon. If you think about it, back in 2014, it was Oregon who sat there after their loss to Arizona, the Bruins, who had been in the top 10 the week before, only to find themselves on the wrong end. That would have been a top 10 game if both teams didn't lose, shockingly, the week before they were supposed to meet back in 14, a, an Oregon team that made it to the national championship game and ended up losing that UCLA, Brett Hundley-led team, right? But now here the Bruins are with one of their longer winning streaks in program history, not close to the 20 games in a row yet back in the 90s, but with UCLA currently nine wins in a row, 6-0, and they put themselves in position just like those teams around the turn of the century, the millennia, the decade, whatever it may be, from the 90s, the 1900s, into the 2000s, the early 2000s, where UCLA is finally playing a top-10 team for the first time since taking on Washington in 2001 back in the Rose Bowl. And the Bruins haven't done this on the road in quite some time as well. They beat Washington at home 35-13, to and I was like, all right, they got it done. The Bruins, who were at that time ranked number 7, took down Washington 35-13 in a beatdown win as we try to pull up some numbers here. For UCLA, it's been some time since they've done this 
on the road. And, you know, it's been some time since the Bruins have had three ranked matchups in a row as well. But here the Bruins are with a, a glorious opportunity. So it was October 13th, 2001. UCLA beat the Washington Huskies, the seventh-ranked Bruins, against the 10th-ranked Huskies, 35-13 in the Rose Bowl. You have to go back to 1998, even three years earlier, when UCLA, number three in the nation at the time, took down number 10, Arizona, on the road, 52-28, to October 10th, 1998. Interesting, you know, it's all around October. Here we are. And while this one will be a little bit later October, it's the Bruins who are again facing a number 10 ranked team. But for the Bruins, maybe that just speaks to the state of the program, right? How they went from the mighty days in the 90s. And then Carl Durrell, who we'll talk about a little bit in this episode later on in our Throwback Thursday segment as we bring it back. That's when Carl Durrell took over the program. The one good year in 05, but then it slowly went downhill. Rick Neuheisel came in. They got to a Pac-12 title game technically with him at the helm. And then it was Jim Mora who slightly resurged only for it to come crashing down that Chip Kelly almost had to strip everything clean and kind of rebuild to this year. So it's been some time. Yes, UCLA obviously has had some marquee matchups. You can, as I mentioned, go back to the 2014 UCLA-Oregon game at home in the Rose Bowl. But so many times the Bruins have either tripped up right before the marquee game and or sometimes their opponent has tripped up, like Oregon did in 14, right before UCLA's own marquee game. And the Ducks know they haven't tripped up this year. They met a, a better opponent, and that's their only loss, and they're clicking in all cylinders coming into this game. But for the Bruins, it's almost been a two-a-decade rebuild, if you will, since those glory days when they had the long winning streak in the history of the battle for the victory bell when they won eight times in a row against the Trojans when that heartbreaking loss to Miami occurred late in the season, when the Bruins could have been in contention for the first ever BCS National Championship game, just a bit short late there. But here the Bruins are, years later, building something very special. A lot of the talk is easy schedule, easy schedule. And that can all be wound up into one simple thing. Yes, obviously, easy schedule. But here the Bruins are, they're playing who's in front of them, and they're the first, they have a chance for the first time since, I believe, 01 now, to also win three straight ranked games in a row. And whether Washington was overhyped, many will say they were. We won't know until the end of the season if they resurge once again. The Bruins beat them. And they're leading soundly, only for that game to get close late. Against Utah, that game was close, back and forth, and then the Bruins pulled away in rather dominant fashion. You rest, you recover, and then the best, the art, the everything going into the Eugene into Eugene, into Autzen Stadium, and the Bruins have put themselves into rarefied air in the last two decades worth of football seasons for the Bruins, where they can be on the national landscape. But yet, they're still not getting a lot of respect in this game against Oregon, which we'll talk about. it. You might sweat through it, right? We're all going to sweat through it, but let's talk about sweat block. There's been times where I'm watching a UCLA game, and heck, if you went to that Bowling Green game like I did, you were drenched. If you're sitting in the heat, or as you tend to be in the Rose Bowl, as we probably will be sitting through some SoCal heat this week, even though it'll get a little bit colder, if you're sitting through that heat, especially like I was in Bowling Green, you're going to sweat a lot. Well, sweat block can certainly help you avoid the embarrassing odors 
or the sweat if you've experienced some of the embarrassing sweater odors that can help you from excessive sweating. Sweat Block was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and it's doctor recommended. If you know or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, you should try Sweat Block. You can save 20% with the promo code locked on. That's two words, locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon. Go check out Sweatblock. Go to sweatblock.com, type in locked on with the promo code and save 20% on your odor. Speaking of embarrassing, a lot of people don't expect UCLA to truly have a chance in this one. Some, some Bruin fans, maybe some other people. I've seen a variety of arguments coming into this matchup. I've seen comments that are just so absurd. Okay, UCLA, they've got no schedule. Oregon, they've had no schedule. By every which way, no offensive line, offensive line. Well, this is a matchup between two of the top rushing offenses in the Pac-12, two teams who come in with two of the best rushing defenses, two of the best quarterbacks in terms of passing completion percentage. Kind of redundant there, but you know, you have DTR, Bo Nix, guys who have made their mistakes in their career on the field, right? Kind of some crucial interceptions, but now they're building. Bo Nix having to transfer out of Auburn, going to Oregon. DTR staying his full career with UCLA, and now both quarterbacks truly finding the rhythm, both very much dual threats. It's Bo Nix who leads his team with eight rushing touchdowns, and obviously a dual threat guy with an offensive line that keeps him upright for the most part with his running and throwing ability. DTR has been able to do mostly the same, helped out with Zach Charbonnet. And the Bruins are trying to do something they haven't done in quite some time, which is not only one beat Oregon, which hasn't happened since 17, 2017, which seems like quite a while now, and go beat Oregon in Eugene. They haven't done that since 2004. Those years have stacked up. It's not even in recent memory that it's happened for the Bruins. And you can look at the numbers. You can look at the bet online spread, whether it be the Bruins minus the Bruins, it's Oregon minus six, excuse me. You can look at the ESPN predictors saying it's 75%. You see it's 75% in favor of Oregon looking to win at home in a college game day atmosphere where Oregon in their height in the last two decades, where the Bruins have had those rare opportunities to be on the national scale, national stage. It's been Oregon who's taken over, especially these last two decades, 20 years, and that 2010s. The, the national runner-up runner up finished to Auburn and then to Ohio State in 14, four years later with Chip Kelly and Mark Helfrich at the helm. They, they have had so many games that they know program-wise they, they've had that, those moments. The Bruins have it, and many people are doubting UCLA. And over these last nine games that UCLA has won, they've just kind of done it almost under the radar until this point where the Bruins have forced every media outlet, everybody in college football to take a look at what they've been building in what can be a momentum-defining, program-defining win on the road if they can keep this streak going, put it into double figures, get it to 10 wins in a row overall, get their seventh win to go and improve to 7-0. and And then you could argue that the schedule's rather cupcake, quote-unquote, until SC at home in late November, but here you are with the grandest of opportunities. As we've been piggybacking, piggybacking off that first segment, the grandest opportunity, not too much respect. And at some point, respect always has to be earned at some point. And this is the Bruins' certain opportunity to do it. 
They're against someone who runs the football, scores a lot of points. Some could say this is a little bit of a mirror image in terms of tacking styles. They come after you. Both teams running the football. They can throw it for certain quarterbacks who can complete it at a high percentage. Rushing defenses who haven't faced a true rushing attack like these have faced each other all season long. But for the Bruins and for the Ducks, it's all going to be decided Saturday. And I cannot wait because, you know, all right, you have the likes of Bet Online. And Bet Online has this game at minus six. I'm going to tell you, no, I think the Bruins cover whether they win or not. Well, you're going to have to stay tuned for the crossover episode that I have with uh, with Spencer McLaughlin, the host of Lock on Ducks, that will post for the end of the week. But just know, for as we talk about Bet Online, that it's your number one source. UCLA is sitting there, six point dogs. Other people have so many different views of it. Some people say UCLA big, Oregon big, UCLA close, Oregon close. I think the Bruins cover whether they win or lose. We're going to have to stay tuned for that one. And just know that Bet Online is your number one source for betting, football information, and for the start of the new basketball season. College basketball is just around the corner. UCLA basketball is also top 10, just like the Bruins are. Let's see how long that stays with both teams in the top 10. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite games. Got the MLB postseason going on right now. MMA cards, UFC cards, you have boxing, golf, whatever it may be. Just head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Well, as I always generally like to do to end up Thursday episodes, it's what's been the last time this happened? Blank. Throwback Thursday. Okay. As I've already said, the Bruins haven't beaten the Ducks since 2004 in Eugene. Is what we're that's the qualifier in Eugene on the road was the last time UCLA beat the Ducks on the road. And while UCLA and Oregon are playing for something entirely different, different this weekend, all the national eyes on them. College game day, middle of the day in the college football window, everybody's going to have their eyes on UCLA, Oregon at some way, some point. Should be one of the higher. Viewed games, I would think, of the weekend, especially if it's a a classic back and forth. The Bruins, well, since 2004, they've afforded themselves no opportunity. They they just haven't beaten the Ducks. And and with the rotating schedule, it hasn't always been easy with the move to the pack. What was then an eight-game conference schedule in 2004. Remember, back in 2004, teams didn't play a full 12-game slate when the Pac-10 then faced everybody all nine games as opposed to in 2004, the Bruins only played eight Pac-10 opponents that year. So they only had 11 games. So in 2004, the Bruins and the Ducks were vying for bowl eligibility, looking for that crucial sixth win of the year. Both teams came in 5-4. and The winner would be bowl eligible, with their rivalry matchup looming the next week. So UCLA heading into Eugene, November 13th, a much later date, also a 12-30 kickoff, funny enough, in Oregon at Otson. And the Bruins walked away with a 34-26 to win. It was the Ducks who jumped on the board first, 7-0, before a Trey Brown pick six for UCLA off of Oregon quarterback Kellen Clemens, who threw two picks that day. The Bruins had a more of a game manager performance out of Drew Olsen that day. Didn't have to do too much. Threw for over 200 yards and a touchdown. But it was UCLA's 
At that point, third-string tailback, true freshman Chris Marquis, who ran for over 130 yards on the ground, led the team in carries, led the team in receptions with five, almost 84 yards receiving, yet he didn't have any touchdowns. It was Manuel White, Manuel White, who came in, had over 20 carries, had two touchdowns on the ground, didn't eclipse 100 yards, but he was good. Those two were, wait for it, filling in for a then-injured Maurice Jones-Drew. And at the time, he was not Maurice Jones-Drew, but he was just Maurice Drew. But now, as he's known, Maurice MJD, he was out. So the Bruins went without their big tailback, but still got a big performance, as they would like to see out of Zach Charbonnet, who was coming off a career-high performance against Utah in his last game, 198 yards. I'll tell you simply, if Charbonnet is chewing up yards and getting over 5.5 yards per pop, like Marquis was as a true freshman third-string running back against the Ducks back in 04, well, the Bruins are going to win the game flat out. If Charbonnet's chewing up clock, chewing up the ground, and the Bruins are dominating the run game, well, in a battle of the Pac-12's two best offenses between the Bruins and the Ducks this year in 2022, well, it'll be UCLA who can win that game. But going back to 04, it was a key one because the Ducks were 5-3, and three, lost their last three games, and were knocked out of bowl eligibility as they fell to Oregon State. The Bruins, well, they had a important matchup the next week against USC. They did not win that one, but it was the Bruins who had to win against Oregon to get that bowl eligibility, which they did. They knocked off Oregon 34-26 after trailing early against the Ducks. It was UCLA who, for the largely after that pick six, one of two interceptions forced by the UCLA defense, kept Oregon at bay between a two-possession game to a one-possession game late, and then eventually held on to win 34-26. to A late field goal put it up to an eight-point deficit, and the Bruins would hold on to win to beat the Ducks. Now here we are, so many years later, 18 years later, and the Bruins are trying to do something that hasn't been done since the early 2000s, just like all these comparisons for the Bruins when the last time they had a long winning streak like this, when they played so many ranked teams in a row, which also speaks to the state of the Pac-10 and Pac-12 at the moment as to how many ranked teams they've played in a row, whether they've been ranked this high, how they've had two top 10 teams in a single matchup. A lot of teams, a lot of things dating back to the early 2000s, just like that UCLA win at Oregon, that 12:30 kick, some similar comparisons. Will that lead to a UCLA win. Well, we'd love it to be that way. We'd certainly love it to be that way, but we'll see, right? I think UCLA covers that crossover episode will come up next with Spencer McLaughlin, who also is the host of Locked On Pac-12. He does a great job doing a, and I would say an unbiased look around the conference, Locked On Pac-12, Spencer McLaughlin. Make that your second listen each and every day. We're going to have a crossover episode with Locked On UCLA with him as the host of Locked on Ducks. We'll go back and forth, talk about this crucial matchup for our Friday final episode of the week. In the meantime, this has been Locked on UCLA. Bruins fans, get your hands in the air. Time for the eight clap. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. U-C-L-A. Fight, fight, fight. Let's go beat the Ducks. Let's go. Keep the run going. This has been Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.